I was okay with, I felt like you, I've said this, you were the cruise ship, like breaking the water and I'm okay being in the water, catching the drift behind you. Like that's, I can see, I'm learning from all your, you know, your experience. Welcome to the Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to up-level your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have got my operations manager and my business partner, Lori, on the podcast. I just thought it would be really fun to do a little company confidential series where we kind of go behind the scenes in my businesses to just chat about company culture, chat about what we are doing in the business, some lessons that we've learned. Um, and just to give you guys a little bit more of an insight into the business and a little bit more of a behind the scenes. So I have scheduled a few episodes with some of my team members and they're just more of like a conversational type of episode, less teaching, more chatting, just conversational about what's going on. And I really hope that you guys enjoy it. I know today with Lori, we are going to be speaking all about disc profiles, how to work with different personalities. We talk about our business partnership and we also talk about the company culture and leadership. We cover a lot of different bases. So I hope that you guys really enjoy the episode. So let's get into it. So today on the podcast, we have got Lori here with me. She is my uh, operations manager for Hair Candy Salons, and she is also my business partner for the Hair Candy Burley. Um, So welcome to the podcast, Lori. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's great to have you on here. It's kind of fun to do this behind the business, behind the scenes type podcast, just to do something a bit different and kind of share with everyone like what we do at Hair Candy and just what we're about and kind of, I guess, our relationship as well and how we navigate everything together. So yeah, it's gonna be a good episode. So I guess like to kind of introduce everyone to yourself, um, Mm -hmm. do you want to just talk a little bit about your history and like your career and what you've done so far? Yeah, so I'm coming up to 10 years in the hairdressing industry now. So I was lucky enough to do like most of my apprenticeship with Stephens. I did start off my career doing beauty therapy first. And then I was actually offered an apprenticeship where I was doing um, some some like work placement. And then, yeah, from there I went to Stefan's and I was at Stefan's for about five, five and a half years. And then I was lucky enough to see Hair Candy on the Gold Coast. And that's when I came over to work with Hair Candy. 
And I remember too, I think I'd sent my resume in like three times. I was like, <laughs> please, I've seen your Instagram. I want to be a part of your team. And I think someone forwarded my email to you. And they're like, this girl really wants a job. <laughs> so I was able to have a meeting with you. Um, and then I think I was on board for about nine months and then I left. I left because I was chasing a higher rate and I was chasing more progression. I thought that that would give me more job satisfaction. Anyway, I went to another company. I felt it was during the time like COVID was coming like within like six months after that as well. So I really thought that yeah, that I was going to be happy. But when I got there, just the, the, I guess the expectation or just kind of what they were wanting from their staff or the way they kind of treated their staff, like really just did not align with me. And just some of the things that they, I felt like the way I was treated, I was like, I left a really good workplace and I'm just not feeling very appreciated. And that was just after you had moved the Brisbane salon from like in Brisbane city to green slopes and you're looking for a manager. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just apply living at the gold coast. I'll apply for the Brisbane manager. And yeah, I was really lucky that you met with me again, took me back on board and yeah, then from there things just started accelerating. So yeah, absolutely. It's funny too, because so many people have left and come back to the company. It's kind of almost like a internal joke that we have that people leave and they like, come back back again and (laughs) it's kind of funny but definitely when you did come back the second time it was like the perfect timing Mm. as well for the position that you got put into it's like the Brisbane manager and then we had a position open to manage area manage for both salons so Mm. it was like great timing that you came back and I also think as well when you did come back you had kind of gained a lot more experience Mm -hmm. and like seen a different way of doing things and I felt like you brought so much structure to the business when you came back because we did we had some structure in place but we didn't have enough Mm -hmm. we didn't have nearly enough structure for running two salons let alone opening more Mm -hmm. and I know that was a goal of ours to like really get like the structure back in place and get everyone following the systems Mm -hmm. so that we could keep expanding and open more and I think that was a really big thing that you identified when you came on board and you you really worked on that Mm. it's funny too because I feel like when I came back and I went into a higher role you introduced me to the EOS and it really did help like cement some of the things that I was thinking so if I was like hey I want the girls to you know do this process or I want to track this and you're like hey I actually have a structure for this so you're like please read this EOS traction book I'm like yeah 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 I'll get around to it and then I think two weeks later you checked in you're like have you read the book yet I'm like yeah yeah I'm getting to it and I was like really trying to read and absorb it and I feel like the more you read the better you do get at absorbing things. Cause I know sometimes we've given the books to the girls and they're like, Oh, I'll audio book it. And it's like, I feel like that comes with time. Like you have to understand things, you know, and like read, maybe get it from a few different avenues before you can really get it to sink in. Yeah. And I think like the scorecard, just even tracking, you know, how much we're spending or selling retail was like a huge thing for, I think that was like our first huge thing that I was really able to see. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Really like refined all of our KPIs. Yeah. Which yeah. was amazing. And we were even just before we jumped on the podcast, we were reviewing our scorecard and looking yeah. at comparing September to October. And it's so good to have all of your figures just there right in front of you. So when you're trying to pinpoint an issue, you can just mm-hmm. look at it and figure out where you need to improve, which is really good. Yeah. And we are obsessed with EOS. We love the yeah. system. It's yeah. so good. And I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but I know like Lori, you know, you really like get it as well mm. and you really like appreciate it. And I think you made a good point that when you first read the book, yeah. it can be quite overwhelming and there's a lot of different things in there and a lot of different steps. And especially if you're not doing any of those things currently, it feels like a lot to implement um, and a lot to get everybody on board with. But it also didn't happen that quickly for me either. Like I had already started trying to implement it before you came on board and I had gotten like so far with it, but to try to get everyone operating the same way, it definitely took time. Like it wasn't a quick thing that we just did in like two or three months. It Mm. took like probably a year even of us like really trying to implement everything. Yeah, I think even as like myself, like as an employee, like when you read the traction book, like I guess it is from like a like a you know, business owner point of view. So a lot of the things I was like, oh, you know, it says sit down, you know, talk about your vision or sit down, talk about like your, you know, one year, three year, ten year plan and I was like, oh I don't I'm just come back. Like I'm I don't have a three year plan, ten year plan, you know what I mean? It's talking about like profit and revenue and, and all this stuff and I was like, oh, this is, this doesn't apply to me. So I guess once you kind of get those first couple of chapters and then when you get into the stuff that's about the accountability chart, like where's your seat, where's your plate, um, yeah, where do you sit? And there's also stuff in there about, you know, employees, it's like, you know, right person, wrong seat, right person, right seat, like evaluating your staff and, and things like that, which I found really relevant to me once I got there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. There's so many good points in there. And another favorite one of yours is the how to be a good boss. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was, I feel like sometimes everyone struggles with being a bit of a perfectionist. So it's like, oh, someone's like, can you show me how to do it? And you're like, no, you'll do it wrong. I'll do it. Whereas how to be a great boss, it, it does say to you like the first four chapters really reread them because you have to let that cement in and the first four chapters was really about like knowing you knowing your role like every job that's in your role and then figuring out like what you're good at and love doing or like what you're not good at and don't like doing and then trying to delegate that and really pass that on and I guess evaluate other people's strengths and weaknesses and I guess if they do have weaknesses like does that outweigh them being in the business um i i did find that that yeah that dele that delegating and evaluating like really helped me a lot yeah Mm. yeah i agree and it's such a i think it's such a good book to read and like you said to keep Mm rereading to remind yourself of you know what you need to be thinking like what you need to be focusing on in the business I think it's a really, it's a really good one. And something we also do as well, when we have a manager come on board, we give them these Mm. books to read and we also give them the, how to successful people lead, which is just a little small one. It's even great for like, you know, our two ICs or even Mm. just girls in the business who tell us they want to be managers or they'd like to progress towards that. We'll give them some of these books to read to, to kind of get them in the right mindset to start progressing and start 
growing in that direction. I think as well, the first one you gave me was how like the five levels of leadership and it's huge. And then you're like, okay, you're not getting through that. Here, try this one, the how to be a successful leader. And that was like, it condensed still in five levels, but it was really easy to kind of be like, okay, these are the levels that I want to be like the first one. I think is like gaining trust. I think at number five, it's like you want to be able to teach people to literally step into your role and you step away, which is hard, but you've literally got to be like, okay, I'm training my replacement. You know what I mean? So it's like building all these levels of relationship. It's a nice personal side to then, I guess, the figure side of traction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like traction is very procedural. And then I guess if you want to have, if you need to work on like your personal skills, I feel like the how to be a successful leader definitely helps give you some ideals around that. Yeah. And Um, to give you guys context, the how to successful people lead is like a tiny little book. It's like, it's so small and it's like you fit in your handbag. It's like, yeah, it's like a cute little book. So that's why it's like really easy for the team to just digest that information Mm. and then they can move on to the five levels of leadership, which yeah talks about, all the different levels you work through as a leader actually all of the john c maxwell books are very much based around leadership and they're all amazing books so i highly recommend all of those ones but i think that's something that it definitely helps us in the business to progress people along faster than what they would if they didn't have those extra tools mm-hmm. which i think is good as well i wanted to talk a little bit about the company culture and like how we you know, display like our culture at Hair Candy. I think it was cool that you said you went somewhere else and I guess the culture was different there and it didn't align with you fully and you wanted to come back to Hair Candy because you liked the culture that we had and how we did things. So I don't know what it is about Hair Candy, obviously you, but it just, (laughs) I felt so inclusive. Like when I went to the pre like to the other workplace like I just felt like that was a lot of like pressure like I just felt like even like when I was in doing my apprenticeship like sometimes you really get feel like you lost you're lost in the crowd and I guess because like yes that is a difference between like a bigger business and a smaller business but like one thing that I feel like is really lovely is like you always celebrate people's like anniversaries that they've been with the company and I think that that's not celebrating a birthday like that's celebrating the time that they have given to you which it's just really nice like it's a really nice date and I think just even you know we're really lucky in the past we've had heaps of like team bonding things or even the conversations that like we've had you're always like you know how can I show the girls that they appreciate them like what can I give back to them you know and I don't think personally have had that question before or even in our um, performance reviews there's a question that's like you know how can I reward you you know like you're constantly seeking information to like give back to your staff which is nothing I had experienced before and I think as well like another thing with the clientele like yeah okay we focus on sales and average sale and you know like recommending to the client but I'd never had that like I don't know like that unforgiving pressure of like they didn't walk out with like every every item in the store it's like if they need it you know and it's going to help them with their their hair you know then do that for them but never I never felt like we were taking advantage of people and I don't think that 
you made never made me feel like that's what we needed to do to get ahead in business. Like I felt like yeah, there was always a personal touch, you know, people were always like felt comfortable to reach out and they wanted to come back because of the environment just that the, that the, that the team were making. Yeah. Mm. I think that's really nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. nice. It's good too. Cause it's interesting because you can look at a business on the outside and it might look the same mm-hmm. as another business, but it is those like small things, I guess, that make all the difference. And I think another interesting point you made earlier was that you saw us on Instagram and you wanted to be a part of what yeah. you saw. And I think in this day and age where it is difficult to find staff, I think having that strong social media presence with like showing the personalities of the team, showing the culture, even from like a customer standpoint, they're more likely to want to come when they can see it's a nice place and a nice environment. Um, I think that's also really important for business owners to, to be really showcasing their business for so many different reasons on Instagram. I guess the good and bad thing about Instagram as well, it's like we were saying before, like everyone kind of, the running joke is everyone keeps going and coming back. We're like, oh, how are you, you know, how many times are you going to do that? But I guess the thing that you don't see on social media presence is like, yeah, people do leave or they do have a career change, you know what I mean? But it's like a lot of our staff have left for progression. You know, they're reps now or they're, they're, they're doing other things because we've given them so many skills that now they are opening their own businesses or they're, yeah, like, doing really great things for other people which is awesome sucks that we've upskilled them so much that they've left but you know it's not like people are leaving on bad terms Mm. um you know and a lot of the times you know people are you know are still coming back or they're still in contact or the hairdressing community is so small that everyone's like oh i get my hair at hair candy or you know what i mean like everyone everyone knows everyone so having that good relationship with people going through the community yeah, sucks that they leave, but awesome that we've got good networking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's actually so true. It's not often that someone will leave to just go work at like another salon down the road. Yeah. Because they don't leave because of the culture or because of any other reason. But yeah, normally they start their own business or they, mm-hmm. you know, want to go into like some kind of other avenue of hairdressing. So it is nice when you can see that. Yeah, you've got, you know, we've trained people so well that they can then do it on their own. Mm-hmm. And that is something I think. I used to worry about as a business owner, like what if I teach my team to be really good at doing hair extensions and then they leave and start their own or teach them to be a really good leader and I invest so much in their training and then they go and do their own thing. But I think it was like a quote by Richard Branson or something. And he said, if you don't, the worst outcome is if you don't train your team and then they stay with you and they're not very good, that would be the worst thing that could happen. So I think it's always better to invest in the team as much as it sucks when they do leave and they, you know, they don't stay forever. But Mm. I think it's so worth investing to like really have those good, strong people in the team and make, make it as strong as you possibly can. Um, Another thing I want to talk about was our partnership. So last year was a year ago, we decided to go into partnership together. So we opened the Hair Candy Burley Salon we did a 50-50 partnership. So just to give you guys some context, basically, um, Lori decided to buy into the business. So she bought into the Hair Candy brand and then we did all the fit out and did everything together. And 
for me personally, it was something I'd always wanted to do because I've, you know, have two salons and I wanted to keep opening more salons, but I didn't want to do it on my own because it just feels, sometimes it feels a bit lonely when you're on your own kind of being a business owner. I really wanted to have someone to be a part of it. And I wanted someone long-term as well in the business because, you know, people, you know, do come and go and I wanted someone that I could rely upon long-term. So that was sort of my I guess, motivation for wanting to do a partnership. But I would love to know, like, what was your kind of motivation? I think you almost have to kind of go back to the start. Like, I remember when it came back, we sat down, we were going through the traction book. We, I remember sitting down and, like, writing all the hair extension colors. Like, I remember, like, you were like, these are my, like, core values. Like, do they align with you? Like, do they need to be changed with the stuff we have at the moment? So, like, really from there... I felt like, you know, I could have been like, no, I don't agree with any of these. And right then I would have known, okay, well, we're not aligning. Like we're not, you know, we're not on the same page. And even then we were writing down like processes. And I feel like I would say something like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. And like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So I really feel like, no, it sounds silly, but you're having the same morals as someone. Like if you're like, um, like I'm not, you know, you're perfect person. Like I, you know, you're a great speller. Sometimes I'm not like, you're really good at, you know, content. I'm not. Sometimes I'm like, yep, yep, yep. You know, a bit messier, but I just think like down, you know, deep down, if you still value the same things like, you know, honesty and trust and, um, you know, just like being professional or yeah, it really started there. And I guess also being in the salons, like I like, the fitter I like the color you know what I mean like if I'm not enjoying something like I have the opportunity to say that and it's not coming from a place of oh, I don't like this change it it's like hey I think that we should change this because of this and if you're like yeah that's a valid reason I can see that let's look at changing it it's not like because I want something my way it's coming from a place of reason I guess mm-hmm. and obviously just seeing yeah like Hope Island and seeing Green Slopes and just like obviously now we're like with Wholesale like I could see this brand growing and I was just really lucky to be in an opportunity where you're like I really want another one want someone long term you also said that you were like I don't want to just myself have to fully keep my eyes on it she's like if someone's invested said she I mean you (laughs) Shakira said if someone is invested, they're watching it as well. So it's, you know, more eyes keeping everyone accountable. And yeah, I just went from thinking about it to us talking about it. And then it happened. <laughs> actually happened. Yeah. We actually did it. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like as well, like I've said this to someone before, like, you know, I was okay with, I felt like you, I've said this, you were the cruise ship, like breaking the water and I'm okay being in the water, catching the drift behind you. Like that's, I can see I'm learning from all your, you know, your experience, like everything that you've, you know, been in business 16, 17 years now, like I've been able, you've shared your wins and losses with me. So yeah, Burley's only been open for a year, but it's like, I've still got 16 years of experience partnered with you behind me so yeah I think I've never been a person that's like me 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 so being a part of the hair candy brand 
and like just being in that drift with you is enough for me. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so cool too because I think a lot of people think about opening their own businesses and that that is definitely like what's kind of happening in the hairdressing industry. A lot of people are working for themselves now Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's like a decision that you have to make like do you want to be on your own and kind of figure everything out on your own or do you want to partner with someone who's more experienced and almost have that guarantee that it is going to work because you've already seen Mm -hmm. the proof that it is working and then you can sort of be a part of something that's maybe not like entirely your own ideas and things like that but you know it's going to work and be successful and I think as well like I always try to make sure I take on your input Mm. with everything and I'm not like you know if you bring an idea to me I'm never like immediately no I always like think about it and like try to work in or try to come up with a compromise if we have to but it's never just like well this is how it's done and it's my way or the highway and I think that's a really important as a leader or for someone is looking to have a business partner like you said those core values aligning is one of the number one things. Um, even one of the exercises in the EOS book is to do your core values with your leadership team. And, you know, I've done it with others in the past and I could just see straight away that our core values didn't align because what I thought was a priority was completely different to what they saw as a priority. And it, there's just not that alignment. And I think that's where, you know, you and I, we definitely align on, on our core values. And then when we bring other leaders into the team as well, we, we let them know up front, these are our core values. And, you know, we do that in the induction and everything. So people can kind of understand what we're about. And if they don't value that, then they're probably not the right person for the company anyway. In a fast paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more, or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. I think as well what I have seen you do and like experience as well it's like sometimes we'll bring an idea to the table and though although we might have done it in the past like you're very open to like retrying it which I feel like obviously not just for me but for other people that come on board like really kind of gives them that validation or like shows that you have like trust in them or like oh you know I got faith that maybe you might get a different outcome or from your experience but you're never like oh we've done that it, it didn't work, it didn't you know, work. sometimes like if it's, you know, like, you know, we did try do it this way, but if you want to give it another go and you've got, you know, a different way and you think you can get a different result, like, yeah, let's go ahead and try it, which I think is really, yeah. Yeah, just being it. open to things. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good point too, because we did try some hair extension packages with like color and extensions like years and years ago and they didn't work. I 
don't know why maybe it was because the girls weren't promoting it properly or something but it just didn't work and then we went back to just charging our services individually and then someone brought up the idea of bringing the packages back again and trying them again and we did and we gave them like cute little names and we really marketed them a lot on Instagram and they just took off and still to this day I think it's been probably four or five years now we've had these packages with the same names and they're still doing really really well and people like know us for those names and I've seen since then like so many other businesses as well like kind of copy and do the same thing and give them like similar names and stuff so it's like that was an idea that if I had have just gone no we tried it once and it didn't work we wouldn't have this like legacy now that we Mm -hmm. have and we wouldn't have like other people copying which is very flattering I don't look at it as like a negative thing that people copy I think it's the highest form of you know it's very flattering when people copy what you're doing so it's like I think being open to ideas and always like reassessing like okay maybe we tried it once but let's try it again not not just immediately cutting things off I think it's good to just be open-minded and I think it's nice for like yourself and for like the other girls on the team to feel like their ideas are heard and not just like squashed immediately yeah Yeah. I think um something else going back to culture like I love that we do we've had so many girls a part of our shoots like we do so many like you know in salon we try and be pretty resourceful like a lot of the time we'll you know do a call out we'll get some clients get some models like a lot of our Facebook photos for those packages are from clients um, that we've had in the salon which is really cool so I think that that's again like broadening the hair kidney community like not only with the staff getting to be a part of that but also like get the clients getting involved and I know like a lot of their testimonials like they are clients that we've had and we're like hey can you be a part of our shoot like we want some photos of you and they're like yeah okay I'm free this day yeah I think that's cool too and we've even had like clients who their photos are on the website and they've been on there for like years and they're still clients of ours and it's really nice to like build that community and even the content as well like when we do our content days when we make instagram reels and stuff it's honestly so much fun to just film the content and it's like a team bonding thing along with a marketing thing and i think it just produces such good results and i I know a lot of business owners are like afraid to like take the time out of the day to do that because they've got to pay this, you know, the team or they've got to take time away from making money doing a client, but it's so worth it to get like that really good fun content and just to involve everybody as well. Yeah, I think like that, like our girls do a half an hour every Thursday morning and I feel like that has been really helpful. And like I know um, one of our girls down at Burley, she's got a tripod that she just sets her, clips her camera into and just clicks record. And she just pretty much records her her service from start to finish. And that's how she's getting a lot of her content as well. So yeah, just like staying constant. Yeah, making it a priority and just yeah. being consistent, which I know is like hard, but it's so worth it. Like it, I guess I used to almost think it was a waste of time or a waste of money. And I was a bit more like scared to kind of use the resources to do that. But now I can see the bigger picture and it's 100% worth it. And it's just the way of the future, like the marketing and, you know, even with TikTok, we got on TikTok maybe six or eight months ago and we've had such a good result. Like one video, we had like 6 million views on it, which is absolutely insane. Just a basic 
consultation video and yet if we'd never tried TikTok or we'd never kind of stepped out of our comfort zone and done something different, we wouldn't have had these great results. So I think it's good. You've always got to keep innovating and, you know, there's always going to be more platforms coming up that you've got to jump on board, but you just got to keep, keep going with it. Speaking of videos, something that was really like helpful for me and helpful to our staff, as you were saying, like we have onboarding videos, obviously Mm -hmm. we work in hair extensions, so we have a lot of training videos that we give to our staff and we do when they come on board they have a video that talks about our core values like how to use a consultation form how to use a quote card I feel like being really upfront with people starting is like helpful because they know what they're walking into and I feel like when you are bringing staff on board a lot of the times you are saying the same stuff over and over and over and I think something that you have told me is it's like try to automate a lot like so you can save time for bigger things so obviously yes someone can watch a training video but then when you're doing it face to face they're like yep okay I already know a little bit about this it's a really little bit easier to engage people and push them further and I think even with fact that you know half an hour content you know in the morning or like just really setting up that content standard like if everything's kind of implemented from the start example as well the scorecard like always tracking you know their kpis like it's a lot easier than moving forward yeah and trying to change things later on yeah i agree and i think with the onboarding videos like we can't just give them the videos and be like here's how to do everything and that's it like we still do have to train them but we do find they come to the training knowing exactly what they're supposed to be doing and it's almost like they've got a head start And then they know what they need to be focusing on and they're kind of mentally prepared to start learning the actual techniques. And then even just, you know, having the consultations and all that on there. It's so good to have that. And we're also continually working on it. Like we're always adding new videos. The other day we even just decided we need to add a new video for our stock control procedures. So we're not, it's not almost like a set and forget thing. We do continually try to improve it to make sure that all the questions are answered and that everything's on there. So if someone has a question about something, we've kind of covered most bases, which I think helps like onboard people a lot faster, gets them up to speed faster. Cause obviously the goal is to have everyone new, you know, operating at full capacity as soon as possible. So I think that really helps too. I want to um, jump back to the partnership for a little bit. What made you, I guess, go move forward in a partnership with me like I know why I went ahead with you but I guess like you had to make sure that it was like the right person right decision as well yeah that's a good question I definitely like you said the core values 100% that was my feeling was that we had similar core values and I I know it might sound silly but just a gut feeling really like I always never had a never got the feeling that I couldn't trust you or that you would do anything wrong by me. I just always had that gut feeling and even your relationships with other people, like you have such good relationships with the team. Like no one ever says a bad word about you. And I feel like when people are unhappy with something or someone is doing something, maybe not the best people will speak about it and will kind of bring it to your attention. And I just felt like I never had that with you. So it felt very comfortable for me to go into a partnership with you and I think as well like you've worked for me for a few years already so I did know you 
quite well, I would really struggle to go into a partnership with someone like, I know, like sometimes I think about franchising and things like that, where you just kind of have someone that you maybe have just met. You don't really know them that you're going into business with. That would be quite scary. So I think like choosing someone that is, that you do know really well and that you do get to spend that time with to make sure that they align, I think is really important. Yeah. And just strong communication as well. I think. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Being like really open and honest. I feel like there was obviously that time during Berlin. You're like, I'm really, really stressed. Like I need you to, you know, help me. I'm like, okay. You know, like being able to, to be able to speak to someone and I guess not take it like personally or think like there's negative intent or like be offended from it, you know, or if you are just being okay with like, Hey, can you clarify that a little bit? Like not being confrontational, but just like, I'm confused. Like, what did you mean by that? Yes. Um, I think that a lot of people, you know, myself included sometimes, but someone will say something and you'll go and you'll like mull it over and then it becomes like really big in your head. And then it's like, oh, I didn't mean that I, I meant it like because of this example, da, 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 da. And you're like, oh, well, I just went that complete other direction <laughs> in my head, you know, and then you just build up this image of someone that, you know, that might not be true and that can damage relationships. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think our, I feel like our communication is very easy. I feel like that's another thing that makes it work is it's not hard. And I think both of us know each other's intentions. I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing we don't think like, even if there's some miscommunication, my first thought isn't like a negative one. It's like a, like you said, it's like, how can you clarify that? I'm a bit confused or we kind of like navigate it in a way where we never like assume the other person is like, the, the, we, don't, we don't assume the worst. We always assume the best of each other. And I think that helps a lot too. And I think finding someone that you can communicate with is like rare, like that it's so easy. It's rare to find that partnership. So I think if you do have that and it is working, then it's a good sign. It's funny. I remember a workshop that we did together. I remember we did the DISC analysis together of our personalities, which yes. was really cool. And I felt like when we did it as well, some of it were actually like polar opposites. Yes. And I was like, oh, is that good? Is that bad? But I think just even like knowing, I know it sounds silly, like I know that not everyone's kind of, you know, stuck to like a specific personality type, but with the disc personality, like obviously there's like four personality types, but you can still have like a bit of like all the others. And I guess like, like, Self-reflection is hard. So for me doing that and kind of being like, oh, I read it, but I don't really think it's much like it's very accurate. But then you read it and you're like, oh, no, that's you. Like, that's accurate. And I'm like, oh, is it? You know, so really, yeah, like knowing some things like sometimes now, like you're very sometimes you're a little bit like slow and steady, more articulate. You'll like reread an email. I'll like go to send an email and like click send. And then I'll be like, Oh, that didn't make sense. Or like, Oh, I spelled that wrong. Or just, (laughs) you know, now I'll like write it and then I'll go to send it. And I'll be like, wait, reread it, like organize a little bit better. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Now send it. Like I know to pace myself a little bit, which has been really good. Like you see, I've seen your characteristics characteristics, and I'm like, oh, I would like some of those too. So it's kind of helped. I think that that did help 
our relationship a lot. Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting because we do have such different, we're so different. We're actually like totally opposite on the disc profile, but then we had like similar goals. Like one of the things we both value is action. We're both very Mm. action oriented. We don't want to just like sit around and talk about things forever. We want to like get stuff done. We want to like put things into action. We both share that same value. And there was another one on there that we shared as well. Um, Was it collaboration? I think it was collaboration. Yeah. We both like to collaborate and, you know, like even though typically my personality, I'm a bit more like I like to work alone and I'm a bit more systematic when I'm on my own. I feel like I'm more productive, but I always like to then collaborate together to before we make a final decision or before we, you know, before we move ahead, like I don't need to be together all the time, but I do like to collaborate and I know we're both the same. Like I'll never agree to something without running it by you first and vice versa. We always like check with each other first before we make any decisions or, Mm -hmm. Or anything like that, which I think is really good. But I do think doing the DISC profile for us as our relationship, but then for the team as well, has been really helpful to help everybody understand how to work together better as a team. Yeah, I definitely feel like it has helped, like our managers help their staff when they're like at our conference last year when someone did it. Like I feel like there was only like one that was maybe a bit wrong because you with the questions you do kind of have to know yourself a little bit like you're like which one am I the most of which one am I the least of like it asks you a series of different questions so if you don't know what you are in a social environment or sometimes it changes like sometimes you know you might be really like dominant at work but then at home or in a social environment like you're not because it's like a different different persona almost so if you don't know what you are like it's not going to come out an accurate accurate result but I feel like 99% of our girls were right and it's funny seeing the people on different sides of the rooms like one of them is C which is conscientious conscientious yeah Yeah. that's what I am which is and one of our other girls are too so it's like when you chat with her she's like how are you and she's like I'm good like okay obviously she, she it's with like talking to that staff member it's like okay hey we're gonna have a meeting I'm gonna chat about these questions like giving her a preempt of what's coming up because they don't think very well on the spot or sometimes they don't like you know a big audience so giving them that notice I'm like okay cool so she's not just closed off and doesn't want to talk to me yes not like what I'm doing to her is going against like her environment so how can I come at her and make her feel more comfortable so yes. that our relationship can grow, which was really, really helpful. Yeah, because if you said to her, oh, I need to have a meeting with you and she doesn't know what it's about, mm. she'd be freaking out and stressing about it the whole time and worrying. Whereas you could say that to someone else, like, hey, I need to have a chat with you. And they'd be like, yeah, no problems and don't need any more details, don't need any further conversations. So. And I think so as well, sometimes when you do, like, someone asks you some questions and you're like, you know, you give them the answer and then you go home and you're like, oh, man, I wish I'd said this or I wish I'd said that, you know, like which is fine that people, you know, some people can talk off, you know, off the cuff. (laughs) Whereas, yes, those maybe quieter personalities, like they do take a long time to warm up. So them having the questions beforehand or knowing what's coming, you're going to get a lot more from them than if you like come at them like, yeah, we're talking right now. They're not, you're not going to get a lot. Not going to respond well. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It was so cool at the conference too. We did put everybody in their categories of the same personality type. So it was really fun just to see 
like all the girls who were the same, they were all like laughing about, you know, like their similarities. And, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then even the one group who were like the ones who were like just so busy talking the whole time, they didn't even do the exercise yeah. <laughs> whereas all the other groups had finished. And it was just so funny too, because that's so typical of the personality type. So that was a really fun exercise to do with like a, you know, a bigger team, but it works even on a smaller scale. Like it's worked really well when even like our Brisbane salon only had like two or three people at one mm-hmm. time. Cause then it's almost like you need to really make sure you're getting along. It's almost easier in a bigger team because there's more people to kind of float with. But when you've got a small team, even it's really helpful to try to understand each other better and see where the other person's coming from. I think so as well like when you're trying to build relationships like I know coming from a personal standpoint like when I first met my husband I was like this is who I am like love me or leave me oh well you know what I mean and I like obviously if you meet people you know professional personal like that's that doesn't work very well um <laughs> We've been together nine years now so it's okay so you figured it out <laughs> yeah whereas you know now it's like if I like someone on the team and you know maybe the personalities aren't working out it's like okay you, what am I doing like you know what what's not, kind of not working with you like this is the way like I like to be you know spoken to or this is the way I like to get feedback like how do you like it's really about trying to mold a little bit and I think that's with with both of us when we were working together we we're like oh, okay like how do we you know how do we mold so sometimes you know I'm not going to call you up for a conversation every day because that's me like throwing heaps of things at you like we'll do an email or we'll do you know we work on slack so then it's like written down or this last you know six to 12 months we've been working on asana you know like assigning tasks seeing a bit more of a project management side whereas like if we hadn't really delved into what our yeah, like what our strengths and weaknesses are or what you like, we probably wouldn't have brought that on board. Yeah, that's so true. That's such a good point. Or even like you'll filter out information that I don't need to know yeah. because I get too, I get overwhelmed if I hear about like too many different things going on. I like overwhelms my mm. brain too much. So you sort of filter out what information yeah. <laughs> I need and then I can work, that works better for me. So, and we've obviously had many discussions about this too. It's Mm. not been like immediate thing that we just knew. We've like talked a lot about it. And then, and even just having the disc, I remember when we first did the disc profile together, it wasn't that long into our Mm. relationship and it opened up a door because I felt like I could then say to you like, Oh yeah, you know, you do rush through things and Mm. you don't do them as well as I'd like you to. Whereas prior to that, I almost felt like a bit uncomfortable coming and to saying those things. I never wanted to seem like I was attacking you or anything, but doing that was kind of like opening up the door. And then you could say things to me as well about what I was doing. And it was like just this open door communication of like, let's talk about it. And it's not like we're talking about it in there's something wrong with you. It's like, that's just your personality and that's just your style. And that's perfectly fine. Like it's not good or bad or anything. It's just, it's what it is and you know and how do we like how do we work with that and how do we manage that and how do we like work with each other and even like you said earlier it's about you as a leader thinking what can I do not always expecting the other person to you know meet you halfway like you sometimes have to meet them all the way basically and change your style and change your communication to fit in with them because they won't always be 
fully reciprocating it back. So it's like challenging definitely at times, (laughs) but it's, it really does help for like a better environment. I think as a leader as well, like we were saying, like a lot, there is a lot invested into a leader and as we get older in the industry, people get younger. So them coming in, like they don't have this communication experience that we do. So them, them coming in and us being like, okay, this is how we do things. And then us treating everyone the same, like you're not going to get the same result. So, you know, giving them the books or giving them some teachings or, you know I mean? Just showing them, okay, yeah, this is my personality. Yours is a bit different. This is how we work. And then teaching them how to be adaptable as well. Cause it's a skill that they're going to have when they get older. Like not every, you know, you can't work with everyone the same. So as they get older in the industry, they're going to work with, you know, we see how many clients a day, you know, and then obviously the staff that they're working as well. So it's teaching them how to be adaptable. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that like majorly helps. It's like, that's again, like the definition of like a level five leader Mm. is being able to not only be a good leader yourself, but be able to teach other people to create leaders as well. And that's, that's kind of the goal. And I think if, if you are not doing that yourself as a business owner, or you have people in the business who, you know, are managers and they're not teaching to try to essentially replace themselves, then you're going to have a bottleneck and the business is just not going to be able to grow. So definitely really important. If you didn't know, I think you're a level five, Shakira. Oh, well, thank you. I think, I think you're a level five too. Oh, I think I'm a three, but I'm getting there. Goals are five. (laughs) I love it. Um, well, it's been so much fun chatting with you today. We've had a good long conversation, yes. which has been awesome, but we got through a lot and yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Sorry, it's a bit all over the place. I hope everyone could keep up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good and we'll be back soon. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Laurie. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with her. She is obviously my business partner and someone that is very close to me. And I am so grateful to have been able to have her on the podcast. It was such a fun conversation and so nice to share some insights with each other. And also, I guess, just to give you guys a little bit of an insight into myself and how I am as a leader. Um, I think that's also really fun as well, because obviously on the podcast, it's normally just me talking. Um, so it's nice to kind of have some of those conversations and we had an absolute great time, um, recording it. So if you guys have any more questions at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I would love to do another follow-up episode with more questions, um, because we just really enjoyed recording it for you guys. So let me know your thoughts. If you want to hear more, send me a message And I'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.